Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 10th is Proverbs chapters 22 through 24. And before I go any further, let me just say happy birthday to the greatest mom I've ever had and perhaps even the world has ever seen. My mom is a woman of the Word of God, and I know without her prayers, I would definitely not be walking with God as I am today. She prayed for me. She modeled righteousness for me. She continues to do that. She is generous. She is faithful. She is a beautiful model of what walking out the Christian faith is. And so, Mom, I honor you, and I thank you for being who you are, and happy birthday. I love you. These Proverbs, it's important for us to remember, these are not laws. I mean, a lot of them describe spiritual laws, natural laws, things that many of us would consider to be common sense, incredible insight, and pointers on how to have a successful life and how to have a great business even. But these are not black and white laws, all of them. And so none of this exists in a vacuum. Of course, God knows we don't live in a vacuum. Like there is no black and white. That's what religion does. Religion says, follow these rules. You must act this way. You must respond this way. We always do it this way. We cannot change. We've always done it this way. We cannot change. Wisdom says, knowing what you know, what is the best way? And these Proverbs point us toward wisdom. They equip us as we meditate on them, as they become a part of us. We are able to act and make decisions in such a way that glorify God. That's what this is all about. Do you want to glorify God with your life? Or do you want to be your own God? Do you want to do it your way? And if that's the case, my friends, then don't waste your time reading these words, meditating on these principles, because it's not about you. In this book, in these chapters in particular, it's not about you. It's not about what you want. But the great thing about the upside down kingdom, the heaven, the kingdom of heaven, is that as we seek Him, He looks out for us. As we commit our way to God, He provides for all of our needs. As we humble ourselves, He exalts us. And it's really beautiful to watch. We keep in mind 22.2, rich and poor have this in common, Yahweh makes them all. Our tendency is to 
judge people by what they have or how they look or how they speak or their athletic ability or how smart they are. But God has created us all unique for his glory. And in his sight, which is the most accurate view, we are all equal. Doesn't matter where you come from, how much is in your bank account, what kind of car you drive, how many friends you have, the color of your skin, how straight your teeth are. None of it really matters. It certainly doesn't matter when it comes to your worth. Every life is precious. Every one of us is created in the image of God. We all express Him and His attributes in a unique way. Verse 7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Now, I don't want to rule over anybody, but I also do not want to be a slave. And in this society that we live in, in Western civilization, specifically and especially in the United States of America, we are, for the most part, slaves. We are debtors. We are forced to work in order to have fill in the blank. Want to buy a house? Chances are you're going to borrow the money for 30 years. Want to be able to communicate with your friends? You're going to have to have a cell phone bill and that's going to cost you a minimum $30 a month forever. And home internet and perhaps cable television and a water bill and a power bill and fill in the blank. Don't forget those all-important taxes, there's just not much way around it unless you somehow are able to move out to the middle of nowhere and live completely off the grid and raise your own food. And then you're free, but then you're also isolated for the most part. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's better. But the thing is, I don't know that God designed it that way. I don't know that we're supposed to be enslaved. Perhaps we should look for ways to create businesses, to create residual passive income, to lift ourselves out of this slavery that we find ourselves in. And as we're doing that, keep in mind that verse 9 says, A generous person will be blessed. For he shares his food with the poor. God is always looking out for the poor. God says if you give to the poor, it's like lending to him. It's all about stewardship and modeling his character. And as we grow, as we age... Let us ever become more and more like him, like God in his character. Even when people sin against him, he still provides for them. Again, maybe not the way they want, 
but he is a good, good provider, especially to those who acknowledge him, who trust him. Our job in chapter 23, verse 12, is to apply ourselves to discipline and listen to words of knowledge. Let it become ever more a part of us. And then a couple warnings. There's lots of don'ts in chapter 23. Don't associate with those who drink too much wine or with those who gorge themselves on meat. Nothing wrong with a glass of wine. Nothing wrong with eating a steak. There's certainly something wrong with drunkenness and gluttony. And it seems we excuse that and accept that in our culture. We should separate ourselves. But more important than anything else, verse 23, buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Chapter 24, verse 3 says, A house is built by wisdom. It is established by understanding. And a warning, wisdom is inaccessible to a fool in verse 7. Let us not be like the fool. We certainly don't want to be like the wicked who are intentionally harming others. But let us also not be like the fool who is content to remain as he is. Let us be humble and in so doing wise so that we can ever be changing and growing and becoming more like our God in heaven. God bless you, my friends. We will see you tomorrow.